Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Today's episode is sponsored by Professional Organizers Training by Angela Aynoff from the Professional Organizers Edge. Welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Amy Ravel from Simply Organised. And I'm Kirsty Faruja from Feels Like Home. We can't wait to share with you all our tips and tricks to help you declutter and keep your home and family organised. To hang out with us more, check out the Art of Decluttering on Facebook and Instagram. And we'd love you to check out our website, outofdecluttering.com.au and see all that's happening over there. Let's Let's get get started. started. Kirsty, we had a message from Teresa Borton who wanted to know if we could do an episode on our professional mistakes as professional organisers. Yeah, let's do it. I think is a pretty cool topic idea because basically it's us talking about all the things we've done wrong in the last five, six, seven years. Let's be vulnerable. Let's get (laughs) it on. I mean, I've personally never done anything wrong in business. So maybe this this can be be your episode. It's going to be really, excuse me. going to be a really short episode because we are perfect so thanks for joining us today yeah we'll (laughs) see you next week bye (laughs) so we're going to talk about some of the mistakes that we've made some of the situations that we've been in that we um could have should have made different choices and some of the things we've learned in business and those kind of things so this is it's called our professional mistakes, but maybe it should be called our unprofessional mistakes. Yes. <laughs> Hit us off, Kirst. Hindsight is twenty twenty, isn't it? Well, have you ever walked into a space and realised that it was not the job for you, Amy? I can only think of one job that I walked into and was immediately like, oh no, what have I done? Um, and it actually had nothing to do with the level of clutter. It had everything to do with the client and, to be honest, the odour in the house. Mm. So um, I don't know that there was much she could do about it, but the client had a severe disability that I didn't know about and I actually don't think it was appropriate for her to be booking my services. I feel like perhaps her caseworker should have been involved because it was just messy and I felt like 
she perhaps didn't have the capacity to make decisions. So it was a mental disability. Um, and the smell of the house made me want to vomit. And it wasn't that it smelled putrid. It just smelled funky something. And I like, we work in clutter. We work in garages and attics and places that people haven't been like, I'm okay with smells, but I walked in there. And I was like, Oh no, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And she, I didn't want to make her anxious. So we went ahead and did the session. But, um, at the end I said, look, if you want to continue your decluttering journey, I don't think we're a good fit. And so if you do want to continue, I'm happy to give you some names of people that could help you further. And it, it was nothing, she did nothing wrong. Mm. I, it wasn't my fit. Yeah. But I couldn't have known that. Um, and I still don't know whether I should have continued the session. So she was really happy with the outcome. I, however, didn't feel comfortable. Yeah. I didn't feel professionally comfortable. I didn't feel like I'd had any training for what I was doing in terms of helping someone with a severe mental disability. I, I didn't, I just felt out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Um, and it wrecked. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's the only time ever. And I, I don't know. <laughs> I got asked this question by somebody. Um, I can't remember who, where, in what context it was, but they were asking me, maybe it was at the expo last year. And they said, oh, do you ever feel overwhelmed when you walk into a client's home? Mm. And I said, I often feel overwhelmed when I walk into a client's home, not because of their home necessarily. I mean, often it is because of their home, but it is, um, that's just my natural instinct is to go, oh no, I'm not capable of doing this. And then I realize that it's imposter syndrome and I need to talk myself down from the ledge and go, actually, dude, you're born for this. You absolutely know what you're doing here. And I just wanted to put it out there that that's a natural feeling for most people no matter what their job. Yeah, I get nervous before every new client still. Mm. And the nerves are not, can I do this? Are we going to be a good fit? It's um, it's nerves of I don't know what I'm going to. Yes. And nerves of I really want to help this person. Like I really want to give them everything I've got and I want to be awesome at this. And so often it's as soon as I meet them at the front door, for me the nerves go away because then it's known. I'm like, oh, and then we click and then it's fine. And I don't get nerves the second time or the third time. But I did, and I've told my kids this recently because one of them was nervous about doing something new. And I said, I still get nervous because I don't go to a job that's the same every day. Mm-hmm. I don't work with the same people every day. It's not like an office job. I meet brand new people and we're right into a very intimate thing, like you're decluttering and you're going through things and making decisions. I said, I still get nervous. And it's not bad nerves. Yeah, it's I think I think it's normal. Yes. Yeah. And and this person was asking, I think that they may have been considering becoming a professional right. organizer. And so I was like, oh, no, like I still have to remind myself that mm. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> have you ever walked into a client's home and realized this job's not for me? I was referred once by a friend of mine to help with her client. Um, and she was a counselling client, so I was working. That's very funny. That's how I got this other job too. Oh, cool. <laughs> Not cool. Cool. Um, and I went for a look-see, an assessment on her house, and um, I was very new into the profession and thought um, – and the 
the counsellor had disclosed to me that she had hoarding tendencies, but I had a lot of bravado and thought that I could help her or thought that, I, yeah, that I could offer her something. So I went there, assessed the house um, in my newness and thought, yeah, I the room that we were looking to do wasn't so bad and helped her and did a great job. And then that client wasn't very happy um, she was happy with the outcome on the day um, and later on rang me. We had rebooked a session and later on rang me several months later because she kept postponing and several months later um, rang me and blamed me for a whole lot of things oh, no. that I wanted to take on board from a like what can I learn from this and quickly realized that actually a lot of what she was blaming me for were her undealt with issues. And yeah. so I had a little bit of a teary because it was very confrontational and I was and I was so upset that I'd upset somebody. Mm-hmm. And then I had to remind myself actually that's her issues. I can learn from that and learn to say no when hoarding when um, somebody asks me to work with them when they're when they are hoarders or they're um, um, along that spectrum and it was a great opportunity for me to realize that they're not my ideal clients yeah and that I choose not to work with hoarders um, because I don't I'm not trained professionally to work with them I don't want to train professionally to work with them it's just not my bag. Mm. We have got some amazing, amazing colleagues in our industry whose specialty it is to work with hoarders and who have done extensive training and who they're their peeps. Yeah, and I think that's really what we learn, isn't it, Kirst? Like we're, we've both just described one situation where we learnt that's not the person that I specialise in. Like those people need an extra level of help, a more qualified person, an extra support person. And so that's not our niche. Yes. And we're we're happy to live in that. Have you ever found um, a particular client really difficult to work with? Yes. And her name was... (laughs) (laughs) No, actually, I haven't... Actually, really haven't found... um, We can talk more about some things that I have that we have other mistakes that I have made mm-hmm. um but that I haven't I don't know I haven't actually worked with anybody but I I know you have I have in a sense um I had somebody purchase a gift from me to give um a family member and it was the first time I'd ever done a gift voucher and I now don't do gift vouchers because <laughs> I learned very quickly that if the person for whom the decluttering is being done isn't instigating that or isn't really open to it, it's not a great fit. So we have people now who will say, hey, mum, for Christmas, can you please buy me a session with or can you buy me um, entry to the online course but that's at their initiation. So this one was like a surprise gift. Hey, guess what? We organized your professional organizer. Um, they did need it. Like physically they needed it, but emotionally and energetically they weren't ready. And so it was a hard slog. Um, she was For both of you. For both of us. I think particularly for her because she wanted to honor her friends who um, and family who had actually put in for that. 
but she wasn't at the place where she was ready for that. So we did get a heap of work done um, and she, by the end of it, was like, I'm glad I did it. I'm not going to change the way that I live. I think, too, there's a bit of judgment for the person perhaps from the people that even though their heart is in the right place and it's the reason that we don't do um, anonymous vouchers. So you can't say to me, here's $1,000. Can you please ring this person and tell them that a friend anonymously donated your services? I'm like, no. (laughs) If if you want to have that conversation with them, if they say to you, hey, I'd love to get an organizer in, but I don't have the money, totally different story. But I think it's really hard as an organizer when you're placed in a situation where somebody is not they're ready to declutter and doesn't really want to go on the journey, doesn't see why. Um, I think that's difficult. Which does remind me of some partners of people who have chosen me to come in. So the the partner who has rung me and has instigated the session and is fully keen has been keen to be working with me. Their partners, however, have not been. And that's been challenging to know where the right space to stand is like to honor the person who is not at all interested in decluttering and still honor the person who's who's on their journey Mm. it's um it's a tricky tricky balancing act of and and our hearts is to see change our hearts are for transformation for people and to see them um, move um, move mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's really hard f- I, I know I'm speaking on your behalf Amy but I know that it's hard for you as well because you've shared with me that it is it it's it breaks our hearts when the person who loves the person that we're working with is really resistant to any form of change yeah um so and and we're not even that emotionally invested in the process. Like as the person who's hired us is way more invested in their loved ones coming on board than we are. Yeah. And it's heartbreaking just for us. So I can only imagine what it's like for our clients who's who's being stonewalled. Mm, mm. The next question that we have is, have you ever thrown out anything by mistake? That is one of the most commonly asked questions when people are kind of sussing you out for a job. Have you ever thrown out anything by mistake? I have not thrown anything out by mistake. I have suggested that we throw out things, not realizing their their sentimental value or their tax reasons for keeping it. Like when we do paperwork, because it's so... Um, it's so tedious, which is not a bad thing, um, but it's you looking through thousands of pieces of paper. You, we really, as professional organisers, we really need to understand um, what needs our clients have. And if they're not disclosing that, it becomes tricky because we have, um, you know, like it's, we'll talk more about this, but some of our biggest mistakes professionally is making assumptions. And so when we assume that people should throw out their bills, we, you know, we have our own biases and our own lenses that we bring to every job. And we try as hard as we can be to be non-judgmental and to, um, to be 
um, open learners and to care for the people that we're working with. But we do come to every job with our own worldview and our own and our own perspective on things. So often I'll go, oh, you don't need this bill. And they're like, yes, 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 because of XXSX reason. And so I haven't actually thrown it, thrown it out, but I've gone to. And I think the main thing with our work is that we don't make the choices. It's clients who make the choices about what leaves their home. We never, ever tell anybody that something must leave their home. The only occasion that I have is when something's been moldy and the person has wanted to keep it. And I'm like, please, for your own health and safety, please don't keep that. It's still been their choice. I've been a little bit more forceful in, you can't keep that. It is not good for you. (laughs) But I've never forced anybody to shut things out. So if I've ever chucked something out, it has been completely by mistake and completely unknowing of me because I... I haven't known about it and they haven't told me and most of the time it's clients decisions so one person has one person I know of has let something go and then regretted their decision and I have returned that to them how about you Amy oh so hang on hang on hang on hold up how did you return it because I still had it oh that's lucky yes that's very lucky whereas oh let I tell a a little bit of a lie somebody else wanted something returned but I never took it like it was uh, somewhere else in one of yep. the other bags yep. there um they regretted making that decision mm-hmm. and I didn't have the bag that yeah, we had right. put it into yeah but they could go and get it yes and if they couldn't it was out of my control yeah not your not problem um I'm very similar I've never thrown anything out by mistake but I have had clients change their mind Mm -hmm. and it's never been over a big thing so I remember one particular time is we'd taken probably 30 bags of rubbish to the local op shop we'd filled up what we were into not rubbish donation donation sorry um filled up our car we were interstate and drove to the op shop dropped it all off got home got a text from the client um there was a tablecloth in there that I've decided I actually really wanted. It was sentimental. I know we don't need it, but I've decided it's important to me. So then we trudged back to the op shop in the morning and we're like, is there any chance that we can – but they hadn't gone through the bags. <laughs> so it was our job to – they let us – they were lovely at the op shop. They were like, that's fine. This happens all the time. People drop things off and then think, oh, no, I actually wanted that. Mm. So we ruffled through the bags and got her the tablecloth back. But she was so grateful because – it had gone and sometimes it's not until something goes you realise how important it is mm. and it was like we could get it back. It didn't. It probably took us half an hour. She was so grateful and I think for the couple of times in my career that that's happened, um, we had one time where a client said to us, every single thing in this room goes in the tip, in the skip, sorry, um, and so every single thing and then she went, oh, I think there was a pottery vase that I made in like when I was 18 or 17 in that room. And we were like, yes, we remember seeing that. So we went through all the rubbish and found it and it was in perfect condition still and could give it back to her. So they're the only times I can think of. But as you said, like we are never, you have to get rid of this. No. It's helping people to make choices. Now I've worked with quite a few psychologists and they've said to me, the way that you professional organisers speak is very leading and directing, which is totally true. 
So we might be talking to a child and there's um, five pictures that they've drawn that all look like a princess outside a castle. Now we would say to them, you could say, do you love all these and want to keep them? To which the five-year-old is going to say yes. But if you say, hey, these are all beautiful, how about we let four of them go and keep your favourite? They're much more likely to agree to that as well. So we do have very directive language as professional organisers. And if you've worked with either one of us, you may not have noticed it. But if you have us in, have a listen to how that is, because it is, it's really helpful for us to say, oh, you don't need this anymore, do you? Versus, is this still your favourite thing in the house? And it's not to be manipulative at all. It's to help you become objective to your things. Yes. And that's a... um you know, tidying up is huge at Netflix at the moment. And one of Marie Kondo's question is, does it spark joy? For some people, everything sparks joy. And I don't find that a very helpful question in a lot of cases. And for some people, nothing sparks joy. I don't think I can think of an item in my house that sparks joy. I'm not a things person. And you're not in depression. You don't have depression. No, that's like, right. That's, that's what I mean. true. Like, yeah, clinical depression, nothing would spark joy yes. emotionally. Yes. Um, but I, I just don't love stuff that much. But actually, there's probably maybe five or six items. Like I have a print on my wall that I love. Yeah. I don't know if it sparks joy. Would I be upset if it got stolen? I'd be annoyed. <laughs> I'd get on with it. So... It can be a somewhat helpful question, does it spark joy? But it is not the be-all and end-all. It is not the only question you need to ask. Absolutely not. And it may not even be a question you want to ask at all. No. Um, That is not at all to dishonour Marie Kondo. She has her place in the professional organising world, and we honour that. Are you itching to become a professional organiser? Are you bursting at the seams to begin but don't know where to start? Have you practiced organising your friends but need a boost of confidence before taking your skills to actual paying customers? With Angela and her professional organiser training program, you are in safe and experienced hands. With over 13 years of experience under her belt, she shares everything you need to know about becoming a professional organiser. There are in-person and online training options. Check out all the details at creatingorder.com.au. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> Next question for you, Kirst. Have you ever had a client that's been really unhappy with you or with the process of decluttering? This is a really interesting question. On the one hand, no, because I never heard from them again. <laughs> no, I wouldn't know. So no one's ever told you that. So they may be really, really unhappy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then on the other hand, decluttering, working with a professional organiser, or working by yourself can bring up a lot, a lot, a lot of emotions. And it can feel heavy and hard for some people. And depending on what items we're working with and the people that we're working with, it, um, yeah, depending on the items or the rooms that we're in and depending on the person, it can be heavy going. It's not heavy going with everybody and it doesn't have to be that way. And we have a tendency to step on landmines, don't we, Amy? Oh, totally, all the time, unintentionally. Totally. Because we don't know what your triggers are until we trigger it. Yes. We don't know what your buttons are until we push them. Yes. And we step on them and push them unintentionally. But sometimes it's the greatest gift. Yes. Because we actually get to the bottom of the why. Yes. And so sometimes when people have been resisting some things that we've been working through, that is, for me, that is a signal flare that something else is going on. Yeah. And to tread gently or and, and or to ask very specific questions and or to stop and have a cup of tea and work through that issue with that person. Now, neither Amy and I are trained psychologists or counsellors. That's not our gift to the world. Uh, However, we do often find ourselves in a coaching role. Well, that's our job, but we often find ourselves in a, in holding space for people. Yeah, because we we care for people. So though we are not professionally trained, this is um, an episode that we've recorded and not yet released. We're trying to decide what to do with it because it's a really special episode. Um, I, I think, think it may have already been released by now. Oh, has it? Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that that's what we're going to do. <laughs> Excellent. So we talk about we're not, but we do, and we're not, but we are. So we're not counsellors, but we do counsel. Um, we're not coaches, but we coach. Like we're not all these things, but we are. We do. Yeah. And so um, some of my clients have been unhappy with the process in the moment. And then really happy with the outcome. Yeah. Who doesn't hate their PT or their gym instructor in the middle of lunges? Yes. You hate them. You're like, you hate me. You don't respect me. My body's nothing to you. Who am I? Your slave. (laughs) Maybe that's just me. But at the end, you're like, I'm so glad you made me push through. I'm stronger Mm. and better. Yes. It's kind of the same. Yeah. We are the personal trainers for the organizing. Personal trainer for your home. Yeah. (laughs) And, and so, yes, I have had people unhappy and and often 
on reflection, they're actually unhappy with themselves. Yeah. Like whatever's stirred up in them. I have had a client ask me to leave once um, and that was because um, something came up with her and her relationships that was triggered by me ah. very unintentionally, very, very unintentionally. And she just needed time to sit and process that and couldn't do that didn't and chose not to do that with me what an insightful woman to be able to go actually I need space now and the confidence to say can you please give like I am in awe of that woman yes she's amazing she's amazing that's awesome and so I yes I often think that people are unhappy with what this decluttering process stirs up in them Mm. but I do love holding space with people I can think of one time that I had a client that was unhappy and I really loved it that she contacted me after she'd paid (laughs) and said to me, I don't think your services are worth um, the money that you ask and that you ask people to invest when they get you out. And it was, I was so grateful to her for the conversation we got to have. It turns out she thought I was like a decluttering fairy that I would come in and in a matter of four hours, her house would be back to normal for like 40 years, 50, 55 years of clutter. So it was a really great opportunity to reestablish what was it that you wanted out of our sessions. And for me to be able to say, yes, we worked at a slower pace than I would with other clients, but that's because you asked me to work at a slower pace. And you said, we're going too fast. I can't make these decisions. Can we slow down? And as professional organisers, we totally respect that. If you're someone who wants to work fast, we work fast. And if you're someone who needs to take time, we take time. Like you're the person that gets to have the rudder on that. So it was actually a really helpful conversation. And by the end of it, her conclusion was, actually, your services just weren't for me because I wasn't ready to use the services that you provided. It was just that missed expectation, Absolutely. wasn't it? She had an expectation that she was going to get this achieved yep. and didn't realise that that was out of anybody's control. Absolutely. Like and nobody and could have done that. It wasn't no, Amy Ravel no, 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 no. from Simply Organised. It was nobody on this earth could have achieved no. what she had expected to be able to get done. But didn't want to get done, interestingly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I think is part of that expectation. So it was a really helpful process because it meant for me I got that feedback and was able to say, okay, well, when I have clients in the future, be really clear when they say they have high expectations or if they don't say anything, say, so this is what I expect will get done in this session. And just that one sentence can really help manage those expectations. That's what I love about professional mistakes and mistakes in general is that they're a great learning opportunity. Oh, the best. So that you can go, okay, what, if, what can I change in my approach? What can I change in how I say things, what can I change in setting expectations and goals and had, and what do I change in myself around my own expectations and my own, like my own mindset. Mm. Like, you know, I cried when that client yelled at me and said that all the horrible things that she did, but it was a great opportunity for me to turn around and go, actually, was that, is that a fair assessment of me? Is that a fair, am I, like, I don't want to think too much of myself. Like, I want to be humble. I want to make sure that I am I am not um, thinking I'm it in a bit. We don't want to be too big for our boots. Because, no. And do you know what? Listeners, family, <laughs> friends. 
besties. We have each other. <laughs> this, my friends, means that there's a mirror looking straight back at us. And it's not pretty sometimes. If you are in business, I cannot recommend highly enough to have a biz bestie who's honest but loves you to death. Even though. Even though we annoy each other sometimes. <laughs> Even though we don't see eye to eye on everything. Even though you make mistakes. Yes, I do. It's <laughs> We do. <laughs> Having somebody who can you can talk that over with or who can call BS on it when somebody else has said you're not a very good professional organiser. I go, no, actually you are because if you look at the reviews, you look at the people that you work with and they tell you that, that you've changed their life, they're not saying that to make you feel good. They're telling you that because that's legit. Yeah, And haters are always going to hate. Haters will always hate. Yes. I remember, we got, can I just say, <laughs> here's one of our professional mistakes, getting all worked up when we got our first hater on the outer decluttering. And it was the best. We were like, oh, we expect to go, oh my gosh, they didn't like our podcast. And it was the best. They didn't like it enough that they took time to tell us all about the things they didn't like. But we learned from it. Yes. We learned who we are. We learned what we want to stick to, regardless of people if like it. Yeah. We learned what perhaps is we not. We did need to change. Yeah, that's right. So I think those things are important. But we don't want to hear any of your haters. <laughs> if you're listening and you hate us, find another podcast to listen to. <laughs> You can scroll on by, Pete. Scroll on by. <laughs> well, our, our skin's much thicker now. <laughs> yeah, so sometimes. <laughs> one of the things that I thought was really important when we talk about professional mistakes is, you know the saying around when you assume? There yes. might be children listening, so I'm not going to go fully into what that saying is, but I think it's really true. And that, for me, is a really key thing when it comes to working with clients because every client's different. Every client has different vision for their home and that's why setting the vision is so important. We don't want to assume that you want a minimal house. Most of my clients do not want a minimal house. They want a house that functions well, that serves their family well, that is friendly, relaxed, relatable, open. They don't necessarily care whether their benches are clear all the time. And so by making assumptions... We make a donkey out of ourselves. Yes. <laughs> so it is important to set vision with clients. And for any time that we haven't taken to do that, I think the assumptions come back to bite us in the butt. Yes. And let me take this opportunity to apologize to any one of my clients who has been offended by me, who's been hurt by me. Us. And us. This can be an us. We okay, can so speak on my behalf I can behalf speak here. on your behalf. Yes, you can. So I want to apologize on our behalf for anything that Amy and I have done to hurt you in any shape, form or way. It has never been our intention. We care deeply about each and every one of you and each and every one of you potential future clients. Um, that our heart for you is only to see you thrive and flourish and we have we apologize for any unintentional hurt that we have caused you in the past (laughs) bit of a love fest right there i love it thank you kirst have you ever organized a space and the clients hated it no i've organized so no no none that have ever hated it but plenty that have gone on to change it up a bit 
So maybe we've been in the kitchen and we've organised cutlery in this drawer and utensils in that drawer. And I come back and they're like, oh, oh, come into the kitchen. I want to show you what I changed after we did the kitchen last time. And they've swapped them around. Mm-hmm. And But that's what I tell people. Like, we will organise it to the best of our capacity. But then in everyday life, how's that going to work? And so you need to be flexible. So some people will... Um, even sometimes it's the opposite. So I've got clients who go, no, everything to do with hair ties and hair has to be in the bathroom. And they go, well, where in reality do you do the kids' hair in the morning? Oh, it's actually at the front door just as we're leaving. Go, why don't you put some hair ties and a brush at the front door? Well, that's messy. Like it is messy, but is it less stressful if you've got it there in a little basket and you can just grab it? No, put it in the bathroom. Okay. And then three weeks later I get a photo and it's like, look where we're keeping our hair ties and our brush. So I wouldn't say that they're unhappy. I just hope that they remain flexible because nothing that we do is meant to last forever. I have changed rooms around, like we've moved beds and, and you know, tall boys and stuff around and they're like, yeah, no, not loving it. And so we've moved it back. Yes. And I've also moved furniture around and I said to them, they're like, yeah, I'm not 100% sure. I'm like, that's totally fine. You can change it. But can you do me a favor and just live with it for another week and see if you adjust to things? Because nobody likes change. Nobody. I don't know anybody who relishes change. Like, so, and our human mind is used to conformity. Yeah. It's used to how things have been. We like it. Even if, like, I don't mind change depending on. And depending on what we're talking about, I love changing rooms around. <laughs> so um, I'm always up for doing that and changing it and seeing. But I often want to, and this is what I say to my clients, just live with it for a week or two because you might get used to it. I had a client of mine who wanted, we ended up decluttering everything out of a piece of furniture. And I was like, I don't think you actually need that piece of furniture. And they're like, oh, but we love that the functionality of the piece of furniture they didn't necessarily like it wasn't a sentimental piece of furniture but they loved being able to dump everything on that furniture when they walked in the door attracting the dumping zone it's a clutter magnet and i said okay i know you really love it but how about we live without it for a couple of weeks and see if you enjoy the space and if you don't it's totally fine it's just in the garage you can pull it back in and when I went back a couple of weeks later, they're like, oh, we love it now. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we even had family come over and they commented about how much bigger the yeah. space was because that furniture's not there anymore. And I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. But it would have been equally awesome. Like if it's not my house. That's right. I don't have to live with it. <laughs> I don't have to live with it. So it was would have been fine if they'd put it back too. But I like the idea of sitting with something for a week or two and yeah. seeing if you still really hate it or if you've adjusted. Yeah, and that's about the assumptions. We're not going to assume mm. that you like it. We're not going to assume that you don't like it. And don't assume on as a if you have someone in that's a professional organiser, don't assume that they know exactly how your space can work yes. because sometimes it's trial and error and that's totally okay too. Yes. If you've got any other questions that you would love to know from us, or if you would like, here's a little challenge for you. If you've got a question that you'd like to ask our existing clients, pop it in our Facebook community because heaps of our clients hang out in there and see what they say. Mm, I think that would be really interesting. Like what's been the greatest thing about having a professional organizer come in? So ask those questions because you'll get different answers from each of our clients because they have different motivators and different reasons that they call us in. 
I have a iTunes review that I would like to read out from Chantelle Griffin. She says, I discovered this podcast while embarking on the biannual cleanup by going through every cupboard and container. That is an awesome biannual cleanup. This is by far the best ever declutter I have done. Thank you. That's so good, Chantelle. <laughs> I love that we got to help you do your best ever declutter. Um, and you should give yourself total credit for that because you're the one that's put in the effort and the energy and we're proud of you. So thank you for enjoying our podcast. We just wanted to remind you as well, listeners, that if you haven't listened to our secret episode, jump onto our website, outofdecluttering.com.au and sign up to our bonus episode that is the secret confessions of a professional organiser. So Kirsty and I share some of the things that trip up us. Uh, that's what tripped me up, a sentence. Yeah. Some of the things that trip us up when it comes to decluttering and we share some of our secrets. So that is a cool episode only available through our website. And if you want to take a chance on Amy or I, if you live in Melbourne or Sydney and would love to have a professional organiser come alongside you to hold your hand, to help you, to ask the right questions, to encourage and support and motivate you to get an area or a space or your whole home decluttered, then please get in contact with us through all of the channels that you already know about. <laughs> have an amazing week. We hope to hear from some of you during the week, hear your questions on our Facebook page, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook so others can find our podcast too. Don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, artofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. Are you itching to become a professional organiser? Are you bursting at the seams to begin but don't know where to start? Have you practised organising your friends but need a boost of confidence before taking your skills to actual paying customers? With Angela and her professional organiser training program, you are in safe and experienced hands. With over 13 years of experience under her belt, she shares everything you need to know about becoming a professional organiser. There are in-person and online training options. Check out all the details at creatingorder.com.au. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello 
Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm-hmm. 